your business, lead it. Welcome to It's Your Business, Lead It podcast. You need to deliver shareholder value now. To achieve this, your business processes must be both productive and efficient. Are you tired of not getting the results you need and instead getting excuses? Are you tired of mediocre managers talking a great game and not backing it up with action? Well, if you are, you're in the right place. My name is Ron Hurst, a leader with over 30 years of real operational leadership experience backed by the best of engineering and developmental psychology. My goal is simple. I want to help you realize the performance your business is capable of. In this cast, retaining your talent. One of the industries I work a lot in is that of distribution. And distribution is a little bit unique from other industries in that it has a very significant reliance on contingent labor. In other words, agencies that bring people in for a day, a week, a couple hours, whatever it is, to fill short-term spikes in demand. And this is a good thing in a way because it keeps the costs of the organization down. You don't have to carry a whole lot of extra people on your books and and have the expense of labor when you don't have the work to do. Okay, so on the surface, it makes sense. But I want you to think about if if your organization uses contingent labor, have a listen to how your managers talk about those people. Do they call them temps? This makes me angry. They're literally saying this person is a temporary person. And you're going, no, they don't do that. It's just a temporary assignment. Oh, BS. They're looking at the person as if they're a throwaway piece of resource, a cog in the machine. And that perspective, I guarantee you, is having a negative impact on that human being and even more so on your performance. When was the last time you saw a seasoned contingent worker come in and give 100% effort? When was the last time that they actually hit performance targets? They get beat down by this constant barrage of temp. And if you're not good enough, we'll send you away and get someone else. It just drives me crazy that people don't understand that when it comes to retaining talent, it starts with how you treat the contingent worker, not just your full time. You know, you don't create two separate casts, two separate groups. They're your employee. Whether it's for a day or a career, they're your employee. Treat them with dignity and respect. And when we think about this idea of retaining talent, that's exactly what we need to be thinking about. Dignity and respect. And I've got some really direct advice for you. Make sure your managers aren't jerks, aren't just treating your employees like dirt, like cogs in the machine. As I said, you need to know this. Because I guarantee you, if they're treating your employees as if they're throwaway, disposable, useless pieces of the machinery, I guarantee you, number one, that they will not be getting the performance level you need. And number two, they will look for the first opportunity to bail from your organization. Now, I hear a lot of managers say, oh, people will leave for 25 cents an hour and go down the street. And I'm like, really? 25 cents? Is your culture that horrific? Is your management style so disgusting and so objectionable that they will run away from you for 25 cents? No, I I refuse to believe it. 
They'll leave for a dollar. They'll leave for two. They'll leave for three dollars. Absolutely. But you know what? If your culture is such that that employee feels valued, that employee feels respected, that employee feels like they're making a difference, I've got news for you. They're not going to leave. They might leave for three, four, five dollars an hour. And if, you know what? God bless them. If they can find that much more money, then let them go take it. Leave on good terms. But this cast is about retaining talent. So the first and most important piece of advice I have for you is make sure that your managers aren't jerks. And I guarantee you some of them are. You need to pay attention not to how they treat you. Get out on the shop floor. See what your managers are doing. Use your peripheral vision and listen in on some of the conversation. Don't be hiding around the corner like a creep, but pay attention to what's going on on the shop floor. Cultivate back channels of information so you can find out which of your managers actually respect your employees and which ones are creating the problem. In In the amazing management book, First Break All the Rules, Kaufman and Buckingham say, People don't quit companies, they quit bad managers. And that is absolutely true. Make sure your managers aren't jerks. The next piece of advice I have for you might be a little controversial. Be fair on remuneration. Pay them as well as you can afford to. Give them a benefit package that that allows them to take care of their family. These are factors that matter. When an employee doesn't make enough money to pay all their bills, guess what? They automatically they're looking, trying to figure out how they're going to make up the shortfall. And depending on if you live in a major center, if your business is located in a major center, or you're going to have a higher cost of living in those areas. So make sure you're paying them well. Make sure you're giving them benefits that are competitive so that they don't have to worry about things. You do that, you take away one of the major reasons why people might want to leave. Next, Hire the best you can afford. Yeah, that's exactly my advice. Hire the best person you can afford. And look at the other casts that I produced on how to hire stars because you want to make sure that you put the best people in the best situation and pay them accordingly. Next, once you bring the best people in, don't sit back and just wait for them to perform. No, we need to challenge them. We need to empower them. Teach them the culture Challenge them to grow, challenge them to do the job, and empower them to get it done. And if that's not your management style, maybe that's part of the problem of why you're not retaining talent. Because once they get trained and they realize I'm bored and there's no challenge here, then they start looking outside the doors again. Find ways to develop your employees. This can be something as simple as putting them on a safety committee. It can be helping them increase the skills in their position. It can be getting them access to some learning management system that maybe even through LinkedIn learning, whatever it is, just give them an opportunity to learn and grow so they can get better at their current job and better yet, get ready for the next job. I also highly advise that you start a managerial process of one-on-one meetings. You know, if you're a CEO, you should be meeting with your direct reports, your C-suite managers on a weekly basis, just to make sure that you have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in each of their departments. As a manager, a frontline manager, you should be meeting with your supervisors and maybe your leads, depending on how many people you have and what your span of control is. Again, finger on the pulse of your business, making sure that those direct reports of yours are treating your employees with dignity and respect, and they're not one of those jerks that I was talking about earlier. So make sure O3s 
are being done at every level in your organization, when you do that, O3, one-on-one, if you're wondering, if you do that, what you'll find is you have a really clear sense of what the organizational culture is doing. You'll know what performance challenges you have going on and who's handling it well, who needs help, who needs development. It is the most powerful tool for growing a performance-based system. A very related point is foster two-way communication, both up and down the chain and lateral. You definitely want to avoid the stovepipe mentality where people only talk to people that work closely with them. You want the cutting across. You want maintenance talking to operations. You want operations talking to planning. You want planning talking to distribution. You want distribution talking to finance. The more we foster lateral communication, the more problems get solved quickly. And let's talk about vertical communication again, up and down. One of the easiest ways for you to destroy upward communication is if an employee brings something to you and the first words out of your mouth are, you don't understand. Well, that's not the way it is. No, don't ever do that unless it's obviously stupid and completely wrong. What I want you to start to think about is this. Find a way to say yes to the employee. Find something in what they're saying that you can agree with. And as I like to joke, you yeah, you might have to say, I agree, it's Monday. That might be the only thing you can agree to. Once you've got a yes, then in, insert an and, not a but, not a however, an and. Yes, it's Monday. And I really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much. I won't be able to take action on it, but I really encourage you to keep doing that. When we get defensive, when we get argumentative, we shut down that vertical communication because what it says is, is that you have a closed mind. You're not open to that employee's feedback. Don't do that. You need the upward communication so that the downward communication works well. You need the upward communication so that you can find out what the challenges are in your business and which of your managers are being jerks. Make sure you foster two-way communication and a healthy level of lateral communication through the organization. Final point on retaining talent. Hire people, not pulses. Yeah, frontline employees. If you're hiring somebody into a contingent job, you don't need a pulse. You need a human being, somebody that can actually do the work. Do the best you can at every position. Hire the best people. Make sure that you're trying Always to mentor your managers and your supervisors to treat people with dignity and respect at all times. This becomes a competitive advantage. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but before we went into COVID back in early 2020, do you remember what the unemployment rate was in the United States? 3.5%, a historic low over 50 years since it's been that low. And when we come out of the pandemic, guess where we're going to be? Back in historic low unemployment. Where are you going to find that next employee if you keep throwing away perfectly good people because you're not respecting them? They're not out there, guys. You got to retain your great people. So who does what by when? My recommendation to you is this. I want you to go out into your shop, into your warehouse, into your finance department, wherever it is, and just strike up conversations with people. Find out what's going on in their world. Find out what they're challenged by. Find out what they're frustrated by. Keep the lines of communication open. Do not get defensive. Just listen to what they have to say. Thank them for their contribution. Tell them if you're going to do something with it or 
Tell them that you're not going to do something with it regardless. So just make sure there's closure. And when you start to see a trend that you're losing employees in a particular department, pay attention to what the rest of the employees are saying about that department and how they're being treated by their manager, because I guarantee you there's a problem there. That's all for now. We'll see you on the next cast. All right, everyone. Now you have your action items. I'm excited to hear from you on how what you learned today works for you. Be sure to connect with me at www.developingleadersinc.com and brief us on how the action items work for you. If you need immediate support, schedule a strategy call with me and let's build a plan together on how to get you the results you need. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next episode, get out there and lead your business.